Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star for two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me is my riverdale correspondent ashley evans Yay! How that's are me How are you ashley i'm doing all right i'm so sorry i just burped right into the microphone it's totally fine everybody um, does it so everybody does it obviously you're here to talk about the season four episode 17 episode of Riverdale called mm. Chapter 74 Oof. Wicked Little Town Oof. Oof. 74, god damn it Riverdale already has 74 episodes, isn't that crazy? Well it has I think after the end of this season it's like 76, 77 episodes Yeah I didn't realize this, apparently they didn't finish season 4 Yes, that I, I did know because of COVID and they they had to halt production. So there's like two or three episodes that are just going to be tacked down to the front of season five. Yes. And then there's going to be a time jump. There's going to be a time jump! Ah! <laughs> what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm okay with it. I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy that we're out of high school because obviously they're getting older. And I did watch the interview with our goddess, Lily Reinhardt oh, um, that she had with Jimmy Fallon where she was like I get to play an adult I mean even if it was three years instead of seven I'd give it that because like they're in college and mm-hmm. other shit can happen but now they're adults so now they hopefully won't have to pay for the sins of their parents as usual no now they're gonna have kids that have to pay for their sins ah god I hope not um but this episode was again written by Tessa Williams. All right, Welcome Tessa, back. shout out to 12-year-olds who write things. <laughs> and the music and lyrics were by Stephen Trask because he wrote Hedwig. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode was directed by Antonio Negret? Sure. No Negrets. Uh, the episode premiered April 15th, 2020. Ooh, something came out of 2020, and it was this episode of Riverdale. And according to IMDb, as a menacing, <laughs> as a menacing and new and musical new, wait, wait, hold on. I have to read. As a Say menacing and musical fast. new normal takes shape in Riverdale, Betty helps Jughead restore order. Kevin fights for his place in the spotlight. Who wrote this? As a menacing and musical new normal takes shape in Riverdale. Wait, are they saying that music is the new normal in Riverdale? So now every episode is going to be a musical? I have no idea. But this one, okay, this one's a little different because they're not doing Hedwig. Nope. They're doing a talent show and... Kevin wants, and your good buddy Kevin, wants to do a song from Hedwig, but Principal Honey, played by Kerr Smith, is saying no. Mm. Basically. And that's his storyline. What are your thoughts on high schoolers doing Hedwig? 
So we're going to jump around this episode. Okay. Because it's my episode and it's our conversation. <laughs> but it, in this episode, again, it's nine songs. Mm-hmm. The show likes to have nine songs in the, in the episode for whatever reason. It's a conspiracy theory. But like, this is a good example, and I'm so happy we get to talk about it, of Riverdale trying and failing to pick a song because of the title or a lyric in it. So like, when Cheryl and Tony sing Sugar Daddy to Principal Honey in the in the chocolate shop, it's like, we get it that you guys are angry, but like, song choice? <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for saying this. Cause I'm going into this going, I don't know if he loves this episode. I don't know if he hates this episode, but I, I feel like there is a lot of problematic stuff about teenagers and I'm putting it in quotes. Cause obviously all the actors are older than that, but like the thought of teenagers doing Hedwig songs I, and Hedwig is a great show I don't like, know it I've never seen it so I had so, to do a bunch of research on it same same because I'm like Carrie I've seen that Heathers I've seen that uh Hedwig I've heard some of the music and that's it so I like had to do a deep dive and it's a beautiful show it's cool well you you'll probably want to talk about your research and then I'll I'll opine on more Riverdale after that Oh, yeah. So you've got the stage version written by John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask wrote the music and lyrics. The development of it is fascinating, mm-hmm. but I think I want to save it for if I cover it in okay. a future episode. Okay. But um, it opened off Broadway in 1998 after four years of like development. And then it won the Outer Critics Award for Best Off-Broadway Musical that year. It opened in the West End in 2000 and then finally came to Broadway in 2014, winning the Tony for Best Revival of a Musical. And then the movie came out in 2001, written and directed and starring John Cameron Mitchell. It was a box office bomb, but had a cult following. So I'm sensing a theme here with their musical choices, where something... A version of it bombed, but then... But there's a cult cult following. following. Well, Riverdale loves cults. We got the farm. (laughs) So it's kind of apropos and a little on the nose for them. So in terms of storylines, this one is pretty weird because Mm -hmm. as you've kind of alluded to in previous episodes, Jughead is off at Stonewall Prep Mm -hmm. and then he has a whole like fake death (laughs) storyline going on. I hate it. That they teased every fucking episode until they revealed that he wasn't dead. But our goddess, Betty Cooper, like was helping them out. And her mom is now out of the farm and she lives with FP and Jughead. And her mom is seeing FP. And also her mom and FP have another child. So Betty and Jughead are dating, but they also share a brother. They have a brother who works for the FBI. It's putting a hat on a hat on a hat, <laughs> Riverdale. Like, what? We talked about this, I think, in Carrie, uh, where Fred passed away. And mm-hmm. it was good that they did it that way. So Archie's dad is deceased. So he's kind of struggling through life, as one would. Mm-hmm. And Veronica, her half-sister, came into the show. Ugh. 
And she's like warring with her dad, but doing it on purpose to kind of keep him his spirits up. Because he's dying. Because he's dying. He's sick with something. (laughs) The best way to fight, the best way to help your dying dad is to fight with him over rum. Cheryl and Tony are going strong. And after housing her brother's corpse, (laughs) she finally buries it. And then Kevin, this is a Kevin episode. You get a Kevin episode. I get a Kevin. He's still dating Fangs. And in this episode, he's fighting, like I said, he's fighting Principal Honey the whole time. So I've watched these on Netflix all the time. And Mm -hmm. usually I waited until Netflix, but I think with season five, I'm going to watch it. I mean, you may as well. There's not a lot to be excited about in life right now. So those little things, man. Yeah. And and we're recording this before season five comes out. So Mm -hmm. I think at the end, after we do Sharp and Flat and all that, we'll say our theories on season five. Ooh, I like that. But on Netflix for this episode, there wasn't a previously on. Mm, Yes. So I had to look at, I was like, what? like it was the most recent episode i watched it like within the past year so i was like okay i kind of remember but i i still have to i there's again so much bizarro shit that happens on riverdale (laughs) that i'm like what storyline are we on in this one yeah so this is the this is the season where the big bad is the voyeur who we still don't know and obviously like we said they had like two and a half episodes left to film for the season but they had a stop because of covid so they're gonna finish the voyeur storyline where the voyeurs likes to send them videotapes of them the person taping everyone's house for whatever reason (laughs) so creepy it's just hours and hours of a camera on a presumably a tripod outside of every person's house in riverdale do you think they like camp out or do you think they leave the camera there? Like, do you think they like bring snacks and they watch them? Or do you think they're like, I'm going to set up a camera here and a camera here and a camera here. And then I'll just like circle back and check. The- like, who has time? I think it's that. I think it's the the latter that they set it up. They set it and forget it. Okay. So they're not just like, I got fruit roll-ups. I've got like, I think <laughs> I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't see who the black hood was nor who the gargoyle king actually was like i kind of knew it was penelope but like mm-hmm. i didn't know that it was going to be chick mm-hmm. so like with this one it's some tertiary character for all, I, for, all I know, for all i know it's midge like <laughs> she's like not dead <laughs> she's not dead it or it's ethel i mean they suspected it was ethel Oh yeah, because she she rents porn. She rents yes. In the... Who doesn't rent? Well, nobody now. There's no blockbuster. But in this episode, this is where the voyeur one ups their game, mm-hmm. where they stage something. They stage a snuff film. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, there's more snuff films. Principal Honey pretends to be the voyeur, but isn't because he wants to cancel prom it gets wild and seeing what what's to come i again we are recording this before the season comes out Mm -hmm. way before the season comes out so Mm -hmm. like who knows what they're gonna do in the coming Mm -hmm. in the coming weeks i'm excited 
Um, I have one more tidbit of information that I want to talk about, and it's that in this episode, Archie signs up for the talent show with it with his band known as the Archies. Oh, wait till you get to flats. Well, so the Archies is actually a thing from the comics. I know. They actually released seven albums, mm-hmm. um, and their popular songs include Bang Shang Lang, Jingle Jangle, which they... <laughs> bastardized to make into drugs um there was a song called sunshine and then there's this little ditty called sugar sugar which you should know honey honey yep you're my candy it's in the first episode but not done by the archies it's done by a pop right um sugar sugar reached number one sold over six million copies awarded a gold disc and was ranked number one song of 1969 interesting and that was from the archie show the animated tv series from Mm -hmm. obviously the 60s the band is archie betty veronica jughead and reggie kevin i think was added in later just later Mm -hmm. comics what did reggie do in the band reggie was the bassist okay so this episode is interesting because they're not following Hedwig at all. Yeah. So listening to the music and watching what's going, like listening to the lyrics and mm-hmm. then watching what's going on on screen, there's a dichotomy happening. Sure. And they're fighting because mm-hmm. if you don't know Hedwig, the songs sound like pure gibberish, <laughs> especially the origin of love. Like you mm-hmm. listen, to the, listen to the lyrics and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) In the show, in this episode, I'm just like, you give me the fantasy that I've been, that I've wanted. Right. Especially in Wig in a Box when they magically Mm. go from Betty's room to Cheryl's room. (laughs) It's like Hill House. (laughs) Yes. But like, I I don't know if I like it or not. I think it's tied with, with Carrie. That's the exact point that i have to make about this is like i think vocally this is probably the best all around for everybody oh my god i love the the soundtrack the soundtrack is so good i i feel like this is just not a good fit as a show to base an episode of riverdale around now there are songs in it and we'll talk about them when we when we talk about the songs and we talk about sharps and flats that i'm like this could have been just an episode of riverdale with a couple of featured songs like they do in other episodes of riverdale Right. But I don't think, like, there are certain songs that make me really uncomfortable to think about high schoolers singing. And not even just because they're, like, like gross inappropriate. It's more like these kids for the rum businesses and tickle oh, porns yes. and bear attacks that they've been through <laughs> still don't have the life experience to really understand the maturity of a show like Hedwig. Like... Hedwig goes through hell. Yeah, reading about the story. And like, it's literally, the angry inch is referring to a vagina that she got surgically operated to have that went wrong and closed. Like, so it's not a functional. Yeah, it's not a functional organ and that's she calls it her angry inch and then she makes a band called the angry inch and they sing it's kind of like it's not a song cycle musical but it's all of the songs essentially for the most part are sung 
by Hedwig. It's like you're at a rock concert and you're watching her tell the story of her life. So, and she's been through some shit and like just that these children can't really relate to. And I feel like you can't make it that way on a CW show. Like it's, it just, it's too, they're not at that, they're not that maturity level yet. So with, with our good buddy, Kevin, for example, in Heather's, we talked about nihilism. Mm-hmm. where we kind of agree with him where the show is about a rejection of nihilism heather's the show is about a rejection of nihilism mm-hmm. but his little speech about this one oh wait till was, we get i was just like i don't know i don't think it's for gen z specifically we are generation z it's gibberish what they're singing basically well, it's a random number generation, John. In terms of the story of the episode. Exactly. It, it's all gibberish because they don't, if they had, if they were going to do this, then do an actual song cycle, like Songs for a New World. Yeah. 13 Stories 13. Down, I think it's called. It's like 13, the musical that Ariana Grande made her big debut. <laughs> no. Because that's about children, but I feel like. Whereas they're not mature enough to handle Hedwig, they're a little bit they're a little bit past thirteen. Yeah, it's thirteen stories down. So- the songs of Jonathan Reed Gelt. Interesting. That's another song cycle where yeah. they could, if they wanted to do a song cycle, do a song cycle. Don't do a show. However, and I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself. I do like the last four songs as they as they are done presented to us too let's let's get into the songs okay so wicked little town so they're okay you have the first episode where they're like you have carrie where they're like we're gonna do a musical so haha we're gonna have more people (laughs) sing and then and then in heathers they're like you guys liked carrie well now we're gonna add jughead Boom. Carrie plus Jughead equals Heather's. And then in this one, they're just like, everyone gets a line. Oh, and I gotta tell, when the parents start singing in Wicked Little Town, I start cracking up because it sounds like a Gregorian chant. Like, <laughs> it's, it's they're like beautiful. monks. They're like, na, 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 na. <laughs> like they is, don't want to be doing it any more than they had to, but they did it. It is glorious, and they're watching the the videotapes, and some of them are being scared. Some of them are having deadpan face, like they usually do on the show. But again, this the lyrics are nonsense. And I'm okay. Blanket statement: the lyrics are nonsense in the terms of this episode. Yes. So if I repeat it again, I'm not sorry. My sure. podcast, my rules. Huh. But like, it means something in Hedwig. Like this is relevant to what's happening yes. in Hedwig, but in Riverdale, it just does not. It's not translate. But I honestly, I I don't hate Cole Sprouse's voice. Like I know he doesn't seem big into singing or whatever, but I actually kind of like it better than KJ Apple's voice, who actually does music. Well, like, so in this episode, though, I feel like they found the right tone for kg appa's voice yeah if yeah yeah agree because you know when he's got when he's doing the origins of love and exquisite corpse mm, well well we'll, we'll get to that when we'll we get, get to there, that but, but yeah like, 
And then random number generation is next, which, no. okay, <laughs> I would buy this one in a, any episode of Riverdale. Yeah. Yep. Why does also Kevin's like, we're generation Z, but then he takes out a boombox. Like, right. Again, it's the vintage <laughs> feel that they do. But he just said we're generation Z. <laughs> Shouldn't he have a TikTok? Like, <laughs> just, just that... be like, hold on, let me get my, let me use my Bluetooth for my amp here. Oh my God. Gen Z being obnoxious. How very. That's how um, I feel. I love that everyone wears a numbered shirt, but Cheryl's is red and everyone else is yellow. Oh, yep, yep, yep. You know what the numbers are, right? They're supposed to be the random number, right? For the purpose of the song, yes, but actually uh, the numbers on their shirts are their numbers on the call sheet. For That's what I thought. I was yep. thinking that. I yep. was like, Archie's one. Archie is number one, so that makes sense. <laughs> I thought so, because I was like, Cheryl's, what, like four or five or something like that? Something I was like, like that. Is that her call number? Like her number yeah. on the call sheet? So the numbers are really not so random. <laughs> but like, I, that was the only thing about that song that I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of, that's cool that they threw that in there. But like the song, uh, there was more uh, desk. I hate desk choreography on this show. I hate. Well, I don't hate, but the hair swoops happened again. I didn't hear the hair swoops this time. Oh, it's Veronica this time. She's like random whoop, number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what Cheryl is saying because I think she's speaking another language when she. Well, it's it's Riverdale. It's I mean it's. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of even in the Hedwig song, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like French or something. So that's just me. But then I I love that right after this, it's like a fan. It's obviously a fantasy song. They pull glitter and feathers and shit out of their lockers, and then Archie quickly does a costume change into. <laughs> his shirt and he signs them up for the Archies. I'm just like... I I never noticed that, but that's so true. He's like, okay, I have my number and now I'm going to change just to sign up for this show. It's so... uh, It's so good. Riverdale. It's so Riverdale. All right. Tear me down. So I like this one. I don't hate it. (laughs) No, no. Like, so you were asking earlier what what I thought about high schoolers doing... Hedwig. Right. And I have a thought about that for this song, but go ahead. I don't obviously have an opinion because I have never seen Hedwig. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you one one way or another, but I feel like Tear Me Down is the least offensive of that's, all the songs. No, okay, so that's my point. I said I don't like I was on Mr. Honey's side through Random Number Generation, but then Tear Me Down happens and I go, "Okay, so if this is the song you wanted to sing at the variety show, I don't see what the big deal is. This is like the tamest song in Hedwig because he could be singing Angry Inch, which is the song about the Angry Inch, and that's not ah. what he's singing. No, so, so like, this, this is like along the lines of like Roar or yeah. or uh, Shake It Off or something. Where... Oh no, you did not just compare Hedwig well, and, and the Angry Inch to Taylor Swift. I meant that like it can be constructed construed it can be viewed as like this is my anthem song i'm awesome it's the i'm awesome song. i'm awesome you can't words are just whatever like i you can't literally tear me down like that's basically what it's saying and like why does mr honey have to get all mad like nothing happened in that scene that was like risque like so kevin was in drag it's not like his crotch was out 
No. Besides Tear Me Down, was Mr. Honey wrong? Uh, besides Tear Me Down, no, honestly. And I like rewatching it. I'm like, he's not really being a dick. He's being very like firm, but he's not like, you don't get to be yourself. He's like, uh, this... he even chuckles. He's like, look, like, I get it. But like Hedwig, maybe don't yeah. do that. Do do something else. But like, don't. This show is very sexual. It's kind of deals with some mature themes. It's not really appropriate for families and their children. And I honestly don't disagree with him. I feel like if you're going to take your kid to see Hedwig on Broadway, you paid for that. So like, you know what you're getting into. But like in a high school setting, it doesn't translate. But if Kevin was just looking to do Tear Me Down, maybe Mr. Honey should have been like, well, let's hear the song. Let's and hear the song. It's maybe, okay. maybe not in drag and, and full geesh. I think but he like, could do drag because, like, it's he, it's just a wig and some makeup. It's not. Well, that's true. Crazy. And like, Kevin, in all four seasons, Kevin is not bullied once for being gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, speaking of gay, uh, so remember in Heather's when Reggie was like, "Yep." Me and Archie, just two straight dudes being <laughs> doing musical theater. And Archie just smiles and doesn't say anything. Because I think Archie might secretly maybe be a little into Kevin. But maybe I'm just trying to force this together in my mind. Because Kevin gets off the stage and, like, makes out with Archie. And Archie doesn't freak out. He's, like, he's laughing, but, like, he kisses him back. And so... I rewound it a few times to be like, is he, like, what's his body language? And he's kind of like... <laughs> like he's so, not I read it as in Carrie when he accosts Jughead mm-hmm. and in uh Heather's during Big Fun when he's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh that's so how, he's just having a good time. That's how I read it, that he's just like, This is crazy and I love my life right now and I'm so happy that I'm here. That's actually kind of sweet though. That's how I read it. I could be wrong. KJ Appa, feel free to at me if you want to tell me what your subtext <laughs> was. But like, I felt like it was just him enjoying the protest no, that was happening. Yeah. And obviously he's friends with Kevin, but I don't think that's his gay moment. He may have one okay. in season five. <laughs> Who knows? I want to jump again to Sugar Dad to Sugar Daddy. We'll do wig in a box in a minute, but okay. Sugar Daddy happens, and this is again where principal honey is just like you guys <laughs> proved my point yeah you're being hypersexual mm. and this this reminded me of an earlier season where they're trying to save the chocolate shop and they sing milkshake mm, on the roof <laughs> on the roof and it's like okay i understand why you picked the song but like did you not listen to the lyrics yeah I I mean, it's another example of a song that's, like, electrifying in Hedwig. Again, I haven't seen the show in its entirety, but, like, when I was doing research, I came across a lot of videos of Neil Patrick Harris doing this song, um, Darren Criss doing this song. And at this point in the show, Hedwig is singing about a man that she meets, Luther, and Luther gets her to dress in drag and likes it and then, like, buys her things. So, and this is kind of like Hedwig starting to come to terms with her identity like that makes sense in the in the show but like in Riverdale she's like well 
this is for people who are a little bit more straight laced and I'm a girl singing it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's hella inappropriate too to be performing in booty shorts right in your principal's face. Yes. And he just looks so uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable. And I'm honestly surprised Veronica wasn't in this song considering the fact that they said daddy a flobbity jillion times. <laughs> like, where's Veronica? Well, here is Heather Laura Gray again, our bestie from mm. all these episodes. Our bestie. <laughs> our bestie and choreographer. Where it's like, I get it that, I get it, it's a show. Uh-huh. Get it. And I get it that, like, we're bending reality a lot with this show. Of course. But, like, to have hypersexual dance moves like that, especially on a cheerleading squad... I think it's not right. Which is too bad because this is one instance where I'm like, okay, so there's choreography. Like, it's not just awkward hands, but I'm like, it's a coat of paint for a different wall. Like, yes. <laughs> like it's it would be fun if it was maybe like some sexy dancers and maybe like there is a character with a sugar daddy, but they're in their 20s or whatever. And she's trying to seduce him. And you're like, ooh, sexy. But like 18 year olds, I want to say they're still 17. They're 17, 18 around this time because they're and about they're to graduate high school. So Middle-aged principals just trying to eat his pie in peace and can't. This would have worked if they were to do the rum uh, storyline. Yeah, they're yeah trying to seduce to... clients. Yes. To come get rum. That would have worked. But to like... tell your principal, like, fuck off, we're doing that <laughs> egg. Ooh. Um, this show is sexual and she's just like, you hate... You hate queers. And that that's something I want to talk about in flats because like that's not not it at all. Uh okay, so wig in a box. Oh yeah, we have to go back. Wig in a box. Okay. That's this is another I just love the concept that it's like a sleepover with all the girls and their best gay. Mm. <laughs> Come on, give me that. Give me that it's, little fantasy moment. It's a fun in terms of a fantasy moment, it's fun. Um it's a little tropey though. Like, but it's I, it's treated like look at me I'm Sandra B. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I get it. I get it. I get it. But even and like, isn't but, this supposed to be in the show Hedwig and the Angry Inch when she's super coming to terms with being yes. trans? The man leaves her for a man because he fell in love with her as a man, and then she got the vagina thing, and then that got botched. And then Luther, the man, leaves her for an actual man. So she's like, I gave up my penis for nothing. And so she's really down in the dumps and she's got to like bring herself back up. And the way she does that is by putting on makeup and a wig and like, and now I feel myself. And it's like a really like, it's a breakthrough moment in Hedwig. But like for this, Kevin's like, I can't do the talent show. And they're like, let's put you in drag. And I'm like, I mean this in the most respectful way possible. If Kevin wants to wear makeup and do drag, he damn well can, but it's completely out of character for the character that has been established as Kevin. Like he's gay, but he's never expressed interest in makeup or drag in any prior episodes. And I think it was fine for him to dress up as Hedwig to sing, tear me down. Cause like oh, I'm performing and this is from a musical and this is what it looks like in the musical. But I don't see Kevin as a person who's like, wow, I'm really sad. I think I'll, have a makeover it's kind of like this is a part of kevin's character that has never been a thing before so it just seemed out of place 
His voice is amazing in the song, though. Oh, I do. Vocally, all of them, including Cheryl, are good. Like, I think vocally they sounded good. It's just, like, again, a coat of paint for a different different wall. wall. Like, nothing like a member of Gen Z referencing Farrah Fawcett. I doubt any of you know who that is. That is my favorite moment because Tony is the only one wearing a wig. While they all have the... He's got the big blonde wig. He's got the big blonde wig, and I'm like... Everyone else got the blowout. Why couldn't you do that to Vanessa Morgan? Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I want to tie Exquisite Chorus and Origin of Love together. Because they kind of do go hand in hand. Well, I love one and I hate the other. Do you like Exquisite Corpse? No. (laughs) Well, no. I love it because it's hilarious. (laughs) But not because it's good. Whereas Origin of Love is good. Yes. Although I don't understand. Again, the lyrics don't follow the actions. So, like, I don't understand Jackhead's process mm, through mm-hmm. this whole song, through Origin of Love. Mm. It's kind of one of those uh, instances, like Seventeen, where I wish that it was just Archie and Betty singing the whole thing, and then like yes. Veronica and Jughead, even though they sounded good, like didn't need to be in it. And then for Exquisite Corpse, okay, yeah. Betty's mad at Jughead for not taking his work seriously. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Jughead is over school and... Because death changes a person. And still a little messed up from being brained. Yeah. Veronica's mad at Archie because he didn't tell her about her dad working out and he (laughs) collapsed and she's afraid he's going to die. And Archie didn't want to upset Hiram because he's a king. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, really? That is the only one who could be singing the song right now. Yeah. The way that it is. Yeah. But I get it that it's like an argument. It made sense for tonally. Mm-hmm. I know you're not happy about it. <laughs> well, okay. So do you know the context of of Exquisite Corpse in Hedwig? Again, I know nothing about Hedwig. I did research because I didn't either. And I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Exquisite Corpse happens towards the end of the show. There's like another love interest for Hedwig, which ties into Origin of Love. So the Origin of Love is about like... it's That I know it's based off of a philosopher, right? Yeah. Like that's his at writings. The be- yeah, it's at the beginning of the show. And basically Hedwig is singing about how like at the beginning of time, people had two faces and four legs and four arms. So they were like one person. And then Thor got mad and he split them split down them the middle up. so now we're all kind of looking for our other half so it's describing soulmates yeah and that's that's what the origin of love is actually about but it sounds weird because they're just singing about it and they're not they don't know what they're singing about but like an exquisite corpse like Hedwig has been through all this trauma and then Hed- Hedwig was <laughs> I can't talk Hedwig was with this person who thought you know oh this is my half and then he fucking gets a successful rock career and steals songs that they wrote together as his own so Hedwig is heartbroken because not only has she lost the love of her life to success and fame but he's using her songs that they wrote together so at the end of the show Hedwig has this like emotional breakdown and exquisite corpse is what she sings about her vagina (laughs) and like being an exquisite corpse, she's just a collage, a montage of fucked up and she feels broken and like a fucked up 
piece of garbage and it's like it's heartbreaking but now jughead is singing exquisite corpse because of not doing his homework like and almost dying it's well that too but like did he really almost die who who knows a stone will prep i just again another paint coat on a different well it's just it doesn't fit the seriousness of it and it doesn't have to be about genital reconstructive surgery but like i just feel like the stakes are not high enough to be singing a song like that where you're like i'm struggling with my fucking identity because i have no one left in my life and everything has been taken from me versus like couple squabble you know can we move on (laughs) yeah oh yeah i want to move on to wicked little town reprise though because Oh, that I is the that is the song you wanted from Origin of Love, because that is the Archie and Betty only. Archie and Betty only. That's Archie. S- okay, in Origin of Love, they just kiss. Is mm-hmm. it alluded that they did more? I didn't get they that vibe. Fuck. Do you think they fucked? I don't know. Did they fuck? Is there a wiki? Is there a Riverdale wiki where we can look this up? I could, but I don't want to right now. I just okay. Let's pretend like I don't think if, they did. Let's pretend. Okay, so they kissed. I think they but kissed. But that's that's still a little form of adultery in a way. Oh yeah, that's cheating. That is one hundred percent cheating. So like, there's still like Jughead and Veronica forgave their forgave them, mm-hmm. and then Barchi sings this to each other because they're just like, ooh, we have like these feelings that we should explore? Question mark. Mm-hmm. I. I love both Origin of Love and The Wicked Little Town Reprise, though, because I was an original Barchi stan, and I think that Lily Reinhardt and KJ Appa have more chemistry than he ever has had with Camila Mendez. No shame, Camila. It's just probably the way you're written on the or show. Or the dead eyes. Or the dead eyes. She's got dead eyes. But they make me feel like wholesome, like childhood best friends that never really explored their feelings for each other. And I, I like Bughead sometimes, but like this I season, yeah, I was weird. excited for for Barchi because I was like, ooh, and like I wasn't like, don't do it. I was like, aw, like they they had a moment. But I I think I like KJ Apa's voice more in the Origin of Love than I did in Wicked Little Town. Yes, agreed. it was a little or diva. Sounds like a songbird and an angel mm. on high, and I'm going to cry over it mm. in Wicked Little Town. Mm-hmm. But for KJ, it was too high. Yeah, he sounded better in The Origin of Love. Yes. And then we get to Midnight Radio, which is the end. This I... is also another song that would have been fine for the talent show. Uh... <laughs> Remember the talent show? <laughs> Remember the, the talent show that never, that never happened? happened? Remember Fangs? Where's Fangs? Fangs is in the audience and he mouths the words. Wow. Well, so again, in the soundtrack, I think he has a singing part in Tear Me Down. I know he talks. Yes. I had a problem with that because I was like, you got Fangs. He's got a microphone. He's got a guitar. Why won't you let him sing? Not that I'm complaining about Kevin getting a whole song because I love Kevin singing. But if you're going to have a Fangs, why don't you utilize the Fangs? (laughs) Like... but then in Midnight Radio, they do that weird thing where they mention everyone's name. And mm, it's like... Mm. Burr, burr. My, my favorite part is when... when Reggie! Betty, well, that, that too, because he's just so excited. He's like, yeah! Like, <laughs> so happy. But also, when when Betty goes, and Jughead... Like, she forgot his <laughs> name for a second. 
And I'm Which like, did like, you really like kiss Archie and forget your boyfriend? But then they 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 stand on top of Pops, and the whole audience, everyone, the whole town sings with them, and including uh, Mr. Honey, he's there. Did you see him? He's there. He doesn't sing with them though. He's pissed. Oh, he's pissed. He he leaves in a huff. But okay. then Jughead like brings it all back to the voyeur, and that's when we see the snuff film of the the murder the, the murder of jughead the jughead death scam and that's it for season four why are <laughs> they I all on like... the roof always like why is that the place to go i don't know we have to ask um tessa williams and antonio negret and <laughs> staff writer who i forgot already but whatever do you have anything else for season four and this episode that you want to talk about? Before we get into Sharps and Flats? Yeah, we'll do Sharps and Flats first, and then we'll do Sharps and Flats, playlist, and then we'll do speculations. Speculations. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's, do, let's get into Sharps, sharps and Flats. Flat. Sharp. Flat. So obviously in this section, we're going to highlight moments. Uh, if we liked it, it's sharp. If we didn't like it, it's flat. I don't really have a lot because the episode was fine. I have some sharps. I have some sharps. I have like three sharps and two flats. I have six sharps and a lot more flats. Okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with flat because I think... Okay, let's do it. I'm going to start, I, I, usually I should start with sharp, and this time I'm going to start with flat, because we talked about it already. I feel like they are preaching too much about what Hedwig means incorrectly. Yes. And don't speak about, and it doesn't speak to gen, only Generation Z. Exactly. Which I think that's a lot of what your... That was one of my flats, so... It was one of your flats. What's What's your other flats? First of all, unrelated to the music, the entire Hiram Lodge is terminally ill and we should feel sad for him storyline is bullshit. <laughs> Kill that fucking fucker. I hate him. I give a flat, again, to Kevin trying to pitch Hedwig as four Generation Z. Uh, no. But there's a follow-up flat for Mr. Honey suggesting Kevin perform something from Oklahoma. Because that's because super racist, that right? Show, well, no, I just hate Oklahoma. <laughs> gotcha. Flat for Archie naming his band after himself. But that's from the that's from the comics. You can't blame him. I ju- well, it's not Archie the character's fault. It's the writers for not being like giving him like a scene where he's like, "What can I call them?" Like I don't know. I, I think like, it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to tie in with his dad because his dad mm-hmm. had a high school band called the Fredheads. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. That's, I, but they I should do, have made that more apparent instead of he's like, oh, I don't know, Archie's. And then like Jughead's like, was the Mimi Mies taken? They kind of they kind of did when he looks at the guitar case and he sees the sticker for the Fred heads. I've seen this episode a lot too. Could they be you know? the Archie heads? <laughs> no, because it's not part of the comics. I feel like... You can name the band the Archies, but I just would have liked a little bit more development as to why he did that. Like, wrestling with names in his head and just couldn't come up with anything. Rather than just going for it and it's like, let's name the Archies now. 
So you want to you want to see the list of all the uh, other possibilities crossed out then. Yeah, and even like he he throws them around with Jughead, Betty and Veronica and is like, "Well, how about this?" And they're like, "That's stupid. How about this? That's also stupid. What about the Archies?" And then Jughead's like, "Ha ha ha, the Mimi Mies." And then someone's like, "Actually, we could do that." That sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. They kind of did that but retroactively and it was like, "It's too late. You can't you already named it the Archies." I hate the framing of Mr. Honey vetoing Hedwig songs as queerphobic. That's not the point. No. It's that the show is just too... It's not that it's gross or like we don't like gays. It's like it's, it's too much. The subject matter is too mature. It's very sexy. For the entire school. If yeah. it was just the senior class, I'd buy it. Maybe, yeah. Or even just some songs from Hedwig that get approval from him and he's like okay yeah there's nothing like tear me down like okay yeah yeah, i heard it it's fine but like he's not he doesn't hate gays because he's not allowing them to do hedwig because there'd be a lot more hate between him and kevin in other episodes like it's just this is really not school appropriate try something else like i don't know i didn't like that she went and labeled him queer phobic right out of the gate by being like are you thinking about your words cheryl you just booty shorted in his face like stop flat for i'm all sewn up is that just, in the lyrics though of the original just, just the snake part this but no. is that in hedwig not at all i listen to three different soundtracks oh so they add it they were like pat it <laughs> so pair the uh, time pair the time flat for any time veronica says archiekins <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Flat for the part where they all say each other's names, especially Anchoni, because yes, I refer to them as their ships, but in person, I wouldn't point to people and go, Anchoni! Like, <laughs> you can't refer to a ship in person. It worked with the song. Leave but it a, be. A sharp for Reggie's reaction to and Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I had a sharp for Chris Smith's Principal Honey's Closet Itself. Like you can, I I could buy into that. Would thinking back down the episode, mm-hmm. would you say that like it kind of pained him to be like, I have to say no to this. Like I could see Principal Honey being like, I really love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm-hmm. Like and then has a pride flag as a tattoo on his back or whatever. Oh my god, yes. But like that, I could be giving too much. For this, reading too much into this episode, but I felt like Principal Honey was a little closet. Uh, closet I could buy, because he wasn't like enraged like a, a Republican who's just like, this is inappropriate for schools. He was like, guys, we re- yeah. I'm not going to ask you again. Like, this is just not so for us. Like, because he, he knows about Hedwig because he loves it. He loves it. He loves Secretly. it. Um, I could buy into that theory. I also put a sharp as the ending videotape. <laughs> and the Betty going like yeah the, the the slowly turning of the head sideways Oof. I love creepy shit I don't same I don't, same I don't know what they're gonna do but I love it and then I also wrote as a sharp the 12 seconds of glittery costumes and wig in a box thank you Rebecca Sorensen Kyle Strupp she is the costume designer of the series except for the first episode. I did love the costumes in that part, as weird as the placement of the song was. It was The 12 seconds Ooh, of them. I have sharps. 
I, 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 I watched it and I was just like, that's a lot of money right there for 12 mm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, they, Betty's costume has rhinestones on the pinstripes. Mm. Kevin also has rhinestones in his t-shirt. So I was just like, that's a fucking lot of money that they only wasted on 12 seconds worth of film. The eye of a costume designer at work. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Do you have, what are your sharps? Weirdly, I I have like five, but weirdly, I'm going to give a sharp to Jughead's Franz Ferdinand voice. Like, you know, that like, I say, don't you know, you say (laughs) you don't know. That's what his voice makes me think of. Like, it's not like on a technical level of vocal like it's not like oh he should go sing show tunes like kevin like there's something weird and kind of like like franz ferdinand modest mousy about cole Mm. sprouse's voice and i'm like i know you're not about singing but like i could listen to an album mr honey's discomfort and faces of exasperation uh for all the reasons we talked about like he had these faces like and i was like yeah that's kind of how i felt too mr honey Obviously a sharp for Tear Me Down because it's great. And a sharp for Tony playing drums because I'm like, oh, they did something with Tony this episode. A sharp for the two <laughs> seconds we get to see Pop Tate, the legend, happily the legend. turn on a jukebox. He's like, I'm going to turn on this jukebox, even though it's going to be really inappropriate. But I was like, <laughs> happy he was there because I'm like, for remember Pop Tate? Remember him? He's great. He's so cute. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good so one. Cute. The Origin of Love gets a sharp and the Wicked Little Town reprise gets a sharp for reminding me that I did once support Barchi and thank you for making me revisit that. And lastly, uh, my last sharp goes to the Midnight Radio scene because it was cheesy as fuck, but it made me smile. (laughs) But you fucking loved it. I loved it. It made me feel warm and toasty and everyone sounded great. And I was just like, aww. And you lift up your hands and swayed with them, didn't you? Cole Sprouse was praising God. He looked like like church when I went as a kid. That's what people looked like in church. So would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Definitely that one. Uh, but in cut out radio? the parts where they say each other's names. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Origin of Love is my favorite song of the episode, so that one. And then Tear Me Down, just basically because I need an excuse to hear Casey Cat sing a full song. I wrote all of them. If you disassociate all of them, if you disassociate them from the episode, and you just have an album of how they cut them for this episode, mm-hmm. they're fucking beautiful. And I'm okay with the cheesiness of Midnight Radio when they say the name, with the parents singing in uh, Wicked Little Town, and all of this and that. So. Give me all of them. I'll take them all. Give me all the songs. It is the be- It might not be the best episode story wise, but it is one hundred percent the best episode vocally. Yes, I feel like there's something for everybody's voice in this soundtrack. So, like I said at the top, we are recording this way before season five starts, and season five is going to have like three episodes finishing season four, and then they're going to do the time jump with season five. Do you think there's going to be a musical episode? I hope so. What are what musicals would you like to pitch? Me? But like, what musicals do you think they're gonna do? Oh God, I did not prepare for this. I need to. I need to marinate. <laughs> I have one. How about you? I've, I've been saying this since after Carrie. Rent. <laughs> it's been done to death. I know, 
they can do it. I laugh because there was a poster all over, like posters all over the school in Carrie that said lease. And it was like in the font of rent, but it was lease because you know how they say Lacey's and the five yes. seasons. So it was like, it's copyrighted. They can't do it unless, but if they do an episode, they could get the rights to it. They did out tonight already. They've done several. Nope, they've done out tonight. I feel like they've done another one too. Trust oh, me, I downloaded all of them. So I watch a rent episode. I feel. I mean, it fits in with a lot of their angsty shows that they're picking, except for this one, like uh, like what we talked about. But this one does have also angst in it. The songs made sort of sense. You're not saying a word, so I get it. The the last four <laughs> songs made sense, in other words. Also, they're going to be adults in the next, like in the next season. So right. I feel like that opens up opportunities for musicals that maybe might not have been okay in a high school setting. I um, mean, you could also do Dear Evan Hansen or even Fun Home or whatever. Rocky Horror? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Glee butchered that one. Oh no. They did. It was awful. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. So with season five coming, whenever they do a mu- if they do a musical episode, obviously you are coming back um, to talk about them. And I think I want you to come back and talk about Katie Keene, because let's talk about Kiss of the Spider Woman. Kiss of the Spider I gotta watch Katie Keene, but I love Lucy You've- Hale, so it's an interesting episode. Not going to lie to you. It's a very interesting episode. But we've come to the end. We did it. We did another episode. We did it! Ashley. Yes. What are you promoting this time? Um, I am promoting self-love. The origin of love. The origin of love. And it all starts with yourself. Yes. So love yourself and then others will follow. And then remind remind the good people where they can find you on Insta. You can find me on Instagram at at Schleebly. That's S-H-L-E-E-B-A-L-E-E on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. I don't have a channel yet, but I want to make a channel. But if you type in Ashley Evans short people, you'll see me singing about being short. And if you go on Twitter, I'm at Ashley Frew. Ashley underscore FRU, but I only use it about twice a year to tweet celebrities who don't respond to me, except Rachel Bloom. So thank you, Rachel. Uh, love Rachel Bloom. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email uh, me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at buttasongpod. You know, it should be noted. I think I say email me at buttasong. There is only one at sign, and it's between pod and <laughs> gmail so gotcha. write in your thoughts clearly i haven't seen hedwig so should i <laughs> i definitely Do- think so i i want to watch the movie i i Obviously, the movie is up for grabs. So, do you want to do the movie, somebody out there in the universe? Ooh. Uh huh. And on the next episode, we're going to be talking about Cinderella, the brandy one with Whitney Houston. You know, the good one. Well, Shlee, we should boot scoot and boogie out of here to find boot our origins boogie. of love and maybe a sugar daddy. Ugh. In a wicked little time. I-
Is New York considered little or is it more of a wicked big town? It's a little island. It's a little island. Yeah. An yeah. island in the sun. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.